Did you have that set up, D-Rock? Is that what you wanted? Maybe. <laughs> you ask questions, and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary V Show. What's up, everybody? This is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and you're listening and watching to episode number 69, right? Is that what we're on? Yeah, 69 of the Ask Gary V show. This episode is extremely special because this is a VaynerMedia employee episode. I assume, what happened, India? You like blasted out the company who's got questions and the, these four wonderful people had, in your opinion, the best ones and then the rest of the people that are in the audience were not as best but good, <laughs> but good, good, enough, to, good enough to at least be in the audience. Is that what happened? Good. So India hurt feelings. Uh, we've got some LA and SF questions, uh, and I'm excited about this episode. Uh, so let's get into the show. <laughs> All right, my man. Are we are we on? Yeah, we're on. All right, my man. Why don't you tell the Vayner Nation who you are, what you do here, how long you've been at Vayner, and then uh, then I will be ready for your question. Cool, cool. I hope so. Hey everybody, I'm Jordan. I'm a project manager here. I've been here for a little over a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and I got a question for you, Gary. Okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> that is, it is the Ask Gary V show. <laughs> um, Not, I'm giving you a statement, Gary show. <laughs> can we register? I'm giving you a statement, Gary.com. Can, can we get on that? Thank you. Um, I'm a huge fan of like long form media. Um, okay. Just medium too. Like, like movies? No, mainly on site. So like Got blogs. Um, like when Verge writes a 7,000 exactly. word expose. Seven, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Vice, big, Got big fan. Okay. What do you feel is like the next best way to monetize off those sites? So beyond sponsored content, beyond placements, how could someone who writes that make money off of it? You know, I think that, that's a good question. So you're saying if you were to start a long form media company, and you hired journalists and, and your spin was anti, let's call it BuzzFeed and it was the other direction, back to the old days of journalism but from a digital standpoint, are you saying, to me the mix of that and BuzzFeed has always been interesting to me, are you saying what if I just went in that whole direction of just that, like if, like, if the site put out three to four long pieces of content a day, is that where you're going? Yep, exactly. You know, to me, obviously sponsored content would work, uh, you know, Obviously, people will still sell banners and things of that nature against those things, but if you want to go in a different direction, there's a couple places to go. First and foremost, I actually think events is a sneaky thing. I don't think people recognize or understand Recode or TechCrunch or Mashable, how much money they actually make on event arbitrage versus ad revenue. Um, So I think that's one way to go. I also think the Keystone sponsor is something that people haven't thought enough about. So... Imagine a world if you were the modern day Sports Illustrated with long form and, you know, and Pepsi was your anchor sponsor. Almost like for anybody who watches ESPN, uh, I've been fascinated by 30 for 30, the documentary series where the brand comes in and says, this 30 for 30 was brought to you by Levi's and then that's it. I'm, I think there's a real play that if you show quality and there's a brand wanting to be associated with it, where there's just one anchor brand that owns 
let's call it like a stadium naming rights. Like if I was starting something like that, I'd go out and try to sell my thing up front to a huge brand for three years as the anchor sponsor period. I actually think television over the next decade as they start struggling with monetizing commercials, you're gonna see a lot more product integration, but all of us are cynical to product integration. I think if you, you know, for a lot of you who watch, you know how when you watch TV, there's the you know, NBC or Fox logo. I think it's a, there's a substantial chance that in the next decade when you're watching a TV show, you'll see the Fox logo, but you'll also see on the other side, the Bud Light logo. And they'll be there the entire time and it's a, you know, it's a college show, right? So um, to me, the keynote, the kind of the keystone sponsor, um, to me, there's doing events around it. And so what would that look like? It depends on your genre, I guess. Um, and so those are the two things that really most stand out for me. I also think media companies and agencies are combining. I think one of the weird ways to subsidize and make money is if your Sports Illustrated's playing here and then you're producing content around sports for brands. I mean, I do think that that is what Vice and BuzzFeed and Refinery29 are doing. And so um, that's my answer. Cool. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Say goodbye. Thanks for having me. Cool. <laughs> Next. Oh, are we going to listen to it? We're going to go to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can sit here, India. I can sit, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, Gary, it's Amanda from Hey, Amanda. Life. Um, my question is, roughly what percentage of your business decisions are based on a gut feeling versus being backed by actual data? That's a very good question. Um, <laughs> I think all of my strategy is completely intuition because if you look at my 20 year career, most of it has been guessing, I'd like to think projecting where the market's gonna go and there was no data on what e-commerce would do in 1996. There was no data on email marketing when you're one of the first 100 people that's doing email marketing. There was no data on the ROI of Twitter four or five months after Twitter came out and you're starting to use it for marketing. There was no data on what a YouTube show less than a year after YouTube came out was going to bring in value. There was no data on what Instagram was gonna bring us in value when AJ sold Brisk Ice Tea, an Instagram campaign 13 days after Instagram had come out. There was no data around what Vine celebrities would mean when we started a Vine agency 110 days after Vine came out. So from a strategy standpoint, I mean truly I believe that I get the accolades and have the luxury of doing a show that people actually want completely on intuition because that's what I have that other people don't have. It's no different than being great at basketball or being attractive or all the other good things that can happen in life. It's just there, right? It was just always there. And so that's my X factor. Now, I think that is equally then 50% quantified against data, right? So I make these predictions, but then to run an actual business, this is where my practicality gets underestimated. You know, this company grew very quickly. You don't do that if you can't make payroll, right? There's a lot of practicality that goes into running a business. And so, you know, for me, I've always thought I was a super 50-50 guy. Obviously, my, my personality um, and communication style gets most people's attention and they bucket me into that kind of place. But I take enormous pride out of the fact that you know, for the first 10 years of my professional career, I didn't say a single word to anybody about anything and all I did was execute. And I'll be very honest with you, it's been extremely gratifying to me to shut up 
all the people that thought when I was building VaynerMedia that I missed a lot of Twitter followers. Like there was substantial amount of buzz when I started VaynerMedia of like, oh, this social media guru thinks he can build an agency and now building one of the biggest and fastest growing agencies of all time and sticking that directly in their throat feels tremendous. (laughs) (laughs) You like that, Cher? All right. Yay! Hi. Hey, How are you? Good. Yeah, we need pom poms, please. I agree, Steve. So I have to tell you, I'm super excited to be on the show because I watched every single episode, and I was laughing because I think it was ex- episode 67. You asked, "Where do you watch the show?" And I was kind of laughing because I watched it literally like walking down the sidewalk, like stepping over a dog, like in the shower, brushing my teeth, like just however you can consume it. It's the one thing I don't miss every day. Raise. Let's give this wonderful. <laughs> let's, let's talk about her raise. All right. Tell the Vayner Nation who you are. Vayner Nation. I'm Whitney. I'm an account manager here at Vayner, and February February 10th will be my one year Vayner-versary. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so my question is: Do you prefer to be around people who are the same as you are, or who are different from you? Well, that's a good question. Um, same or different? You know, it's interesting. I had an interesting moment, maybe five or six years ago where I was questioning if I was surrounding myself with yes men and women, right? Like people that were just shaking their head to myself. I started noticing it in other people and my friends and I thought that that was super dangerous and I, I couldn't really figure out if I was surrounding myself with yes people or that <laughs> that I'm so forceful of my opinions that I leave no oxygen in the room for anything else. But I think, you know, it's funny, like, you know, Steve, for example, right? I would, you know, and we've referenced this in the past and Steve and I talk about this, like, I like that Steve, you know, I think now he almost does it as a shtick because I think he, but, but that being said, right, India? Thank you, India. Um, thanks for the confirmation. But, you know, I, I take a lot of pro pride in, in really valuing other people. Like I'm, I think I, li- for as much as I talk, which is constantly, <laughs> and for as much in, in a meeting for an hour and a half that I could talk the entire time and not, nobody else can get a word in, you know, I think I listen quite a bit and I listen in a lot of different ways. Having a one hour meeting where you like listen is very different than what I'm actually doing, which is when I actually spend time with everybody here or in the world, that's actually my time to talk because every other minute, I'm listening. Every other minute, I'm looking at what my employees are putting on Instagram from a selfie standpoint. (laughs) You know? (laughs) You know, every other minute, I'm looking at what people are favoriting or consuming or when I walk through here, looking at what they're looking at in their screen, if they're not working, are they reading Reddit? Are they watching YouTube videos? You You know, the Vayner Nation knows this and you've watched the show, you know this. I'm critiquing the shit out of them. Like I'm, again, I, I think when it's all said and done, I, I'd like to think maybe this is what I'm projecting, but I know that I'm doing the reverse of what a lot of people think I'm doing. And so when I'm with people, I'm talking a whole lot because it's my time to take what I've gathered throughout every other minute that's going on in the world to execute again. So, you know, I, uh, to me it's just a people net game. I love being around people. Um, that are like me, but the truth is, back to being an anomaly, I don't meet that many people that I think are really similar to me and that's probably a good thing for the world. (laughs) Um, You know, I find most people are different than me. I definitely feel like from a 
where the market's going, 90%, 95% of the market doesn't see or agree with me. And I'm happy that 80% of the time I think I'm right on those things long term. But I just like people in general. And so I, to me, a good solid debate is equally sexy to yesing each other and just glorifying how awesome we are that we see this or agree on this issue. They're, they're weirdly one and the same. Very cool. Thank cool. You. Thanks. <laughs> who's, who's in that room and why is it so loud? No worries. <laughs> cool. Alright. Loud. You can hear everything. I know, but Susan's projects. Alright, this is from Jeff. Gates, so good with the shoes. Is he Joe Namath? Amazing. Gary, I have a question. Nationwide CMO recently justified their Super Bowl ad by saying, we weren't trying to sell insurance, we were trying to save children's lives. How do you feel about advertising such a somber spot in the Super Bowl? Great question and great legs, Jeff. (laughs) Um, You like that, Jonathan? You know, that's a really good question. You know, it's really interesting. I always have wondered if everybody talking the next day after the Super Bowl about the monkey that jumped on the bear with the cute little like puddle of water with a smiley face on it, did that actually help XYZ thing sell its thing? And you know, I think at some level we have a lot of wannabe, you know, movie producers making TV commercials for the Super Bowl and it's their chance to do the most creative thing that they've always wanted to do and like they're so happy. I actually weirdly am pretty pro that commercial spot and I'll explain why. Number one, at some level, advertising is supposed to make you remember and think and, and recall and the truth is that piece of content makes me think about what those people actually do for a living a hell of a lot more than a lot of other things where people bring back old school celebrities and then like 10 minutes later, you don't even know which snack it really was or which soda it was or which beer it was. And so, you know, I I understand people's pushback against it, um, but I'm a humongous fan of going counter-cultural, right? And so in a world of like Super Bowl is festive and this and that and everybody's kind of going for humor, you know, I mean, here we are talking about it, right? And so, again, I was at the Super Bowl and, and haven't fully even seen the spot and don't have all the context, so I'm not super prepared to give my final, final, final answer on this, and I'll try to do that shortly because I, I should be on top of something like that, but my early intuition is that there's a lot of value to always playing the other side of the equation and from what I can tell without seeing fully the spot, because I've seen the images but not fully the spot, the content is at least closely tied in to what that company does for a living. And I think that way too many people want to throw Betty White out there or a cute XYZ kitty cat or something of that nature. And you just, you're talking about the, the creative, but you have no interest in going and buying the product. Um, 
you know, I thought it was, I, I think there's real potential for that kind of effectiveness. So I, I think standing out and going in the other direction is always the right thing in a crowded environment. And I think they've clearly done that because everybody's still talking about it and a lot and debating it and it's tied into the business they actually do. What's up, G? What's up, brother? How are you? Good, how are you? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. What's up, everybody? I'm Steve Campbell. D-Rock, you can link that up right here. Uh, I like the right hook. I like the right hook. Right? Uh, I'm a copywriter here at Vayner. Been here about four and a half years. Um, OG, baby. OG. So I've always wanted to ask Steelers you. fan. Steelers fan. Got to get that out there. Uh, One of our rare wins this year for the Jets. Yeah, unfortunately. I remember that. <laughs> so uh, I watched you answer dozens, literally dozens of questions over the years about everything from family to business to wine. I was always curious, what is one question that you're shocked nobody's ever asked you before? That's a good question. The truth is, people have asked me this exact question before. I guess it's never been on film. (laughs) (laughs) And and since I've answered thousands of questions, not dozens, the funny thing is, even though I think I get, I get a lot of credit for being able to answer questions immediately when I don't know what they are and they come from so many different directions, I'm trying to figure out the psychology behind this answer. It is very intriguing to me that I don't know how to answer this question at all, right? I don't know if, it, if I'm so pure about loving Q&A that like, like, I don't even know. Like, I'm never prepared for a question. There's nothing I, you know, look, I definitely don't struggle with telling the world things that I want to say. So there's no question I need for me to be able to communicate something that I want to say. You know, for a little while there, and I think the Ask Gary V show has helped it, and definitely that post I did the other day about, like, here's how you build your personal brand, and it was like, to shut the fuck up for 10 years and build something. I, I do, I don't think it's that, it's not that I'm surprised nobody's ever asked me questions. I, I do wish that more people asked me hardcore business building questions. I think that people want to go towards the motivation and the vision and things of that nature. But like, like hardcore tactical, like how do you staff? You know, like against a PNL, like the stuff that I actually do that's super nerdy. I mean, I'm sure the reason people don't ask me it is because it is super nerdy. It's not as sexy. It's not the sizzle. It's clearly the boring slab of steak. But for me, I take so much pride in being an operator. I take enormous pride in being able to build two businesses now in a young business career that have, that have both grown from a, a small base to $50 million in revenue in 36 months. That just doesn't happen a lot, especially in a non-funded environment. Neither company had money to do it, so it was all its own growth and using its own cash flow to do, which makes th- three-year growth so much more difficult. Um, so I guess, I, I guess I'm not doing a good enough job portraying that part of my career to induce that type of audience to ask me those kind of questions. Cool. Cool. Thanks. Uh, so, first and foremost, uh, thank you so much for being here, guys. Thanks for being part of today's show. That was super fun. Episode 69 in the bag. Let's clap it up for yourselves. I love, I, I love when I ask people to clap for themselves. There's something super, I don't know, I love it. Uh, question of the day. Uh, what question 
would you really like to ask me based on Steve's last question that you've never asked me, meaning can you come up with an interesting question for me? You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.